I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved, there has been a lot of violent wind again this week, but not necessarily of the Holy Spirit kind. This past week, we debated whether or not our nation should or would depart the Paris Climate Agreement. This, even though 2016 was the hottest year ever recorded right after 2015 and 2014. Even as storms continue to get stronger and stronger, causing extreme flooding around the world. The president provided teasers throughout the week, leading up to the big reveal at 3 p.m. on Thursday of his decision about the Paris Agreement, as if our Earth were a contestant in a reality television show. The president decided we ought to exit the agreement, even though since the Paris deal was signed, there have been amazing gains against climate change, including the fact that for the first time since records have been kept, global carbon emissions worldwide stopped growing. And so, climate chaos. And this week, we endured one terror attack after another. In Portland, Oregon, a white supremacist berated two teenage girls and then slashed the throats of the three men who came to their aid. In Kabul, Afghanistan, a truck bomb outside the German embassy, killing 80, wounding 400. In London last night, the third terror attack in as many months, this time a truck and men with knives all on the iconic London Bridge. In the midst of all that, all of that utter chaos, a gnomic utterance from our president on Twitter in what seemed like tweeting in tongues, appropriate for Pentecost, kofefe. The internet spent an entire day trying to decipher it. I'm still not sure how to pronounce it. In a week like this last one, or well, frankly, most weeks these days, whether because life is more chaotic or it just feels that way with instant access to everything all the time, it is very, very tempting to want to hibernate, doors locked from the inside to binge watch a little something on Netflix, just me and mine, safe and sound which of course is exactly where folks are, minus the Netflix, in both the readings from Acts and from John today. Once again, the disciples are inside, just them, trying to figure out what to do next. In Acts, after the ascension, they've gathered with a larger group, but they're still inside. They're regrouping, choosing a disciple to replace Judas, figuring out what to do next. In John, it's just the 11 disciples on the afternoon of Easter Day, and they are scared out of their minds. In both stories, we see the disciples responding to uncertainty and chaos by circling the wagons, 
sticking together behind closed doors, scared but safe. And then, and then, well, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit arrives in a rush of violent wind and acts, and from Jesus in the gospel as he breathes the Holy Spirit into the disciples. One scene is chaotic, the other more peaceful. But neither allows the disciples to play it safe. The Holy Spirit arrives on the day of Pentecost and causes them to testify to God's deeds of power in various languages. The noise of the spirit and of their speaking was so loud that it drew a crowd to them. And this crowd was diverse, immigrants from all over the Jewish diaspora. And each person there heard their speech in his or her own language. The Holy Spirit pushed the disciples out, out of the house, out into the public square, out to speak to a teeming multitude the words they needed to hear about God and God's acts. From the chaos of Babel, the Holy Spirit brought the order of understanding. The Holy Spirit arrives too when Jesus breathes on the disciples in the upper room. They are afraid, but God's Spirit brings them peace. From the chaos of fear, the order of peace. The Holy Spirit is given not to keep them safe inside, but so they might go out into the world, offering God's peace and forgiveness to others. In chaotic times, it's tempting, it's really tempting, to want to hunker down with people like ourselves. Close the doors close the borders, make sure we're safe, tell our own stories to one another. But that's about as far from the Holy Spirit as we can get. The Holy Spirit can be described in many ways and can be credited with many things. She is responsible for our gifts for ministry, as Paul tells the Corinthians. The Holy Spirit is the same Spirit who brooded over creation in those first days when the earth was a formless void and darkness covered the face of the deep, it was God's spirit that swept over the face of waters to bring order out of chaos. In the psalm today, we hear more about this creation with the great sea monster Leviathan and all the creatures of earth and sea. It's God's spirit that enlivens them, literally gives them breath, that renews the face of the earth. And the Holy Spirit changes the course of the early church, leading them out into the world, now roaming far and wide to share the good news, even with Gentiles, now making room for those who have been marginalized, even strangers and women and slaves. The Holy Spirit does bring peace. Peace to those scared disciples in the upper room, but mainly she brings change. Mainly she's pushing us out of our comfort zone. I think most of us, including me, like to think of the Holy Spirit as the sweet Holy Spirit who comforts us, who affirms me in my spiritual experiences. 
But while the Holy Spirit brings us peace, I don't think she takes away our troubles. In fact, the Holy Spirit often seems to land us into new things, into trouble, into chaos. She doesn't prevent trouble or protect us from it. She equips us for it. She doesn't avoid chaos, but brings order to it. Jesus doesn't visit the scared disciples and tell them it's okay to stay in the upper room. Rather, he gives them the Holy Spirit so that they can go out into the world with peaceful hearts, but not into a peaceful world. The Holy Spirit doesn't affirm the disciples' natural inclinations on Pentecost, allowing them to stick to themselves and work out a tidy five-year strategic plan before they go out into the world. She just forces them out, giving them the ability to speak to an entirely new group of people. And the Holy Spirit is calling us, we the church, out into the world now and always. In these chaotic times, and frankly, when are they not chaotic? We'd probably like to just hunker down right here in this gorgeous building, tell each other our own stories, talking to folks who we feel pretty sure agree with us, maybe, maybe even welcoming a newcomer who happens to stumble through the doors. But that's not Pentecost. That's not Holy Spirit living. There's a wide world out there, much of it in pain. It is desperate for the good news that we know. There is a God who loves us so much he had to join us here. There is a God who loves us so much that no matter what we do, we cannot make him stop loving us. There is a God and a place, the church, the body of Christ, where the truth of who you are is not just welcomed, but honored and loved. We have the good news that there is a God who makes our whole lives make sense, who promises that death and sin are defeated by life and forgiveness. I know it's scary out there. I know it's comfy in here. But we've got good news, and the world is desperate for it. The Holy Spirit will give us the words. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.